This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. Good evening, Pete Dillon. Good evening, Serena Ryan. This is indeed Salt and Pepper on your your Tuesday night going to sleep program. It is. Uh, a quick shout out to Cathy Anderson for filling in for me last week. Very good of her to you were step missed. in. You were missed. Did yep. you have a good show? Because I have to say I was down for the count. I hadn't listened. Um, it was a good show. It was a different show. And I, I think that you and I have quite a nice model. And, and when we bring anybody else in our place, then it's never going to be the same show. So we, we dropped a couple of bits. We had some, some other bits and pieces. We threw in some longer stories and that Fantastic. sort of thing. So it was, a, it was a terrific show, but it just wasn't the same. I know. I felt a bit bad, actually. It was so good of Kath to jump in, but um, I had a little wisdom tooth out. Mm. So how is your face? Look, it's really good. I, you know, I had, I mean, apart from being sore for the day and a little bit, a little bit drowsy from the painkillers. I had it out in the chair, you know. It took 10 minutes. Mm. It was really not a big deal, but I did feel – I did pull did up a bit Did you get some sore. nice medications? Oh, look, I didn't. <laughs> I just got some Panadine Extra. Um, but, you know, a liberal dose of wine helped me out. But basically my dentist told me I wasn't allowed to talk for the day. That was <laughs> yeah. a very big ask. Did, did you say thank you, Jesus? <laughs> no, but everybody else did. <laughs> look, we've got, um, we've got a really good show tonight. We're going to be chatting with Lisa Daniel, who's mm. the uh, director of the Melbourne Queer Film Fest, around some issues. With, with also and a, a lack of financial rigor. She's done an interview with Same Same. We're going to pick that up and run with it mm-hmm. tonight. We're going to talk th- everything from politicians to to Gloria Jeans to sport. stuff happening in the US. Mm-hmm. A bit of sport because yeah. the Olympics are on. Oh my god! This is why I look like I've been dragged backwards in a hedge. I've had not had much sleep. Really, you're I've quite just, committed. Oh, I'm very committed. You know, I'm up at four thirty in the morning uh, to watch them swimming and catch those finals because it's just such a, a ridiculous time difference. And I don't want to wait until eight o'clock when I have seen everything on Twitter and Facebook. So and catch the highlights. Mm. I haven't yet committed, I've got to say, because it's just a bit too early for mm. me, but I'm quite happy to watch the evening stuff. I'm yeah. really committed to that for mm. about an hour or two, and then I just go, oh, I'm going to catch See, I'll, I'll watch generally until about, I don't know, 11 o'clock, and then I'm up again at half past four, so I'm just lacking a little bit of sleep. Thankfully, I'm going on a holiday very shortly. Well, so. we both are. Mm. We're coming up mm. for a holiday in the in the third week of August. We're both taking, you're taking two weeks out, and I'm taking... I'll actually be gone for three programs, I think. Really? Mm. Lucky you. I go next Friday, so next, next week is my last program with you for a few weeks. Awesome. Home alone. <laughs> Woohoo, look at me go. Look at me go. I have to see if Noni's in town and get her to uh, get her ass in Well, I'm here. sure Kath will come in and do a show with you as well. She's good. We might get a girl Get an all-girl crew. Yeah, get an all-girl crew. It's, play it's... some nice girls' music. Oh, no. No, we'll play what we normally play. We'll keep it real. Um, people are listening. Yes. Look, we're going to kick off with a, a song. Um, it's a reworked version of Dancing Queen by a band called uh, Whitley. Mm-hmm. From Like a Version. Yes. And um, it's it's a dandy little song. This Like a Version is featuring on this program every week. Quite heavily, quite heavily. Enjoy. Melbourne's most lovable station is now giving you more reasons to listen. Joy 94.9. That was 
was a nice little song. That was a beautiful little song by Whitley, um, a lovely little reworking of Dancing Queen. And I'm playing another from that CD later, we're playing another from that CD later, and um, it's another goodie, another reworked version of something I quite like. Bring, oh, okay. Yeah, it's a bit of Bruce Springsteen. We're going to oh, do something on I do like a bit lines. of Bruce. A bit of Bruce. Anyway, we also like a bit of Lisa Daniel, who oh, is in the studio with us right now. Director only a bit. Of, only, only a bit. Just, you know, all things in good portions. Um, director Everything of MQ, in moderation, yes, Mum used to say. Including mm-hmm. moderation is what yes. Oscar Wilde used to say. Yes, indeed. So thanks for joining us. It's really late. Evening. We know it's kind of I know, you know, it's creeping up to three hours past. past my bedtime. <laughs> Seriously. I've turned into a 7.30 person. Really? PM. Oh, I know it's tragic. Wait till summer enough. comes; you're going to be completely oh, buggered with that. Yeah, no, no, she'll be she'll be whinging about the daylight saving oh, and the sunlight the and the chickens <laughs> don't know what to do. Chickens don't know, yeah, confusing what, don't know the what dogs. Look, well, oh, let, let's move on to um, the reason we actually have Lisa here. Reported in the, in the last few days, a, a story um, broken by Travis de Jonk. Yes, de Jonk, de Jonk, de Jonk. I think he's he answers to de Jonk, de Jonk happily. Who is an LGBT journalist who's Sort of opened up a, a Pandora's box um, with Pan regard wings, to yes. uh, the Also Foundation and, and perhaps a bit of a lack of financial rigor. And MQFF, your, the, the organisation of which you are the director, is, yes. um, has been a little bit stung. Do you want to talk us through the, just a, a sort of broad brushstroke of the story? Yeah, look, to cut a long story short, I might start at the start. So uh, for, the, for listeners who don't know, uh, Queer Film used to be at the VAC offices in Claremont Street, South Yarra. And uh, a number of years ago, for whatever reason... Uh, we needed to move out of there. City of Melbourne came up with this fantastic uh, city village, which we're sitting in at, at the moment, Level 9. It's where Joy lives. Mm-hmm. It's where Joy lives. There's Fringe, there's Melbourne International Film Group Festival. Group Media. Yep. All, all sorts, sorts of, of fantastic organisations, mm. including, of course, Melbourne Queer Film Festival. Also approached us, who, and they were also at uh, the Claremont Street offices, and, and so a few of us had to leave. So there was Switchboard and us, ourselves and a few little sort of community groups here and there. And uh, they basically offered to be the... I guess, the contact group for the City of Melbourne so that we all wouldn't have to be signing separate leases and, you know, dealing with that sort Not of stuff. We're all argy-bargy yeah, with Yeah, all that sort of stuff. And... On paper, that seems like a good idea. It seems efficient it and organisationally sound. Yeah, I'm not sure of the legalities in terms of City of Melbourne and subletting. I don't think that's part of their brief. But for some, for whatever reason, the City of Melbourne just didn't really worry about that. To their credit, they were just like, yes, these are small the organisations money. with very few staff, uh, often run by volunteers. Let's just go with also. Um, so we had, we, look, we had paperwork floating back and forward uh, delivered by the current management at the time and the board. What's the time frame on this? Sorry to interrupt We're you, talking so. August 2008. Okay, so this so is a four-year process. Four years ago, yep. yeah. Basically, there was an offer of, you know, also we'll subsidise your rent in exchange for, say, $10,000 of in-kind sponsorship. Uh, we get to use photocopiers and fax machine and that sort of thing. And uh, we kept sort of asking for the figures from the City of Melbourne as to how much the meterage was per square metre and that sort of thing. Anyway, it, w- it wasn't forthcoming. We're a small organisation, two part-time employees probably didn't follow our duty of care by checking up on that. It just kind of slid. The festival came, we got busy, we moved in, we started paying rent and we just didn't think of it. We, you know, I suppose naively we just trusted. Were you acting in good faith though? Yes. Yeah. Because Absolutely. we're all yeah. part of the faith. That's right. And yeah. you'd think that the, the whole gay thing yes. would, would bond us together. Well, look, I guess so. Maybe naively. And, you know, we do take responsibility for that duty of care not happening at the time. Shocked to find out, now that also is in 
let's be honest, trouble, I guess, in terms of its structure and whether it's going to... It's been a nice way of putting it. Well, they've been in trouble for quite some time and Um, we know that they've they've pulled up stumps now and they're operating out of Smith Street and they're in their old op shop. Yeah, Um, which which I hear has got a Felice sign on the front. mm. I heard that also, yeah. Look, I don't know if that's true and I don't want to just sort of... Look, it's publicly known there have been some issues around financial rigour and all of that, some fiscal response or a lack of fiscal responsibility with the organisation now. Yeah, absolutely. For the last at least 12 months there's been discussion. Yeah, so quite a few months ago, we decided. We thought, you know, the in terms of being responsible at Queer Film, we thought the safe thing to do would be to uh, approach the City of Melbourne ourselves and have our lease written up directly with them because we weren't Good sure plan. what was happening with yeah, also. That's fantastic. We weren't sure if they would collapse. We weren't sure what then would happen to us. So we approached them, and you know, bureaucracy things took time. And I think about a month ago, like quite recently, really, only three weeks to a month ago, we finally got the figures from the City of Melbourne, who were happy to just deal with us directly and, uh, you know, were basically seeing also leave Level 8. And we were shocked to discover that despite the fact that we wanted more space, we were actually now being charged about $6,000 a year less. So in effect, we'd basically been subsidising also as rent for the past four years. Wow. Plus giving them uh, what was one year a 10K in-kind sponsorship so what's the total price that you're out of pocket if you count look, in kind and the overcharge? If you count, well, the overcharge itself is around about between. Look, it's hard to hard to pinpoint because we still don't have the per square meterage figures. Sure. I don't know what's happened to the also paperwork. We never signed it. We've got a, an unsigned copy in our file. So look, uh, in terms of cash and, and overcharging and rent, it's probably between twenty and thirty thousand dollars. Wow. And in terms of the in-kind sponsorship, probably around about thirty or $40,000. But, you know, let's just forget about the in-kind stuff. I mean, they did get their 10, 10K worth of, you know, logos and So you upheld your end of the bargain. Absolutely. Yeah, of course we did. And, you know, just that, you know, looking back now at the memorandum of understanding, you know, there was that terminology in there that also would be subsidising our rent there. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we used to happily and in good faith thank also at our speeches and blah, blah, blah. And in the meantime, what we've found is that, and the city of Melbourne was shocked to discover also that we would we had been you know basically being, I guess the term could be gouged mm. for rent. Switchboard have had the same experience but to a much much smaller uh, dollar amount. But the prince, the underlying principle mm, is still equally as revolting. Yes, mm. yeah, and it's it is hard to now find someone who will uh, speak about it. I mean, you can't even really contact anyone at all because there's no one there. Mm-hmm. There's certainly no one left on level eight. They have been sort of moving out gradually over the past couple of weeks. A lot of the groups that they have uh, left, you know, they've had hot desks for, you know, people like Y Gender, uh, Ben TV, they're all, you know, minus minus 18 are actually in the process of renegotiating their rent as we speak, directly with the City of Melbourne. So I think they'll be fine. And the Anti-Violence Project? Well, as far as I know, uh, hopefully they're They're renegotiating rent, yes. But, uh, you know, all those organizations didn't find out until very very late in the piece or it, even when also it actually left they were sort of finding out that oh what's happening on level eight well no one knew and it's unbelievable you know we weren't we weren't even told things like you know we were getting people ringing our office and saying well we can't contact the also foundation do you know what's happened and it was kind of embarrassing to not be able to say oh you know they've gone to the op shop and this is because we weren't told well like we weren't told we weren't given an official story that we could pass on because you need an official statement Absolutely. Really? This has and, been nothing and, and to the public. And they're yet to declare that. Pete's got a question. Oh, no, I was just going to say we are speaking with Lisa Daniels. She's the director of the Melbourne <laughs> Queer Film Festival, all around the financial or lack of financial rigour from the Orso Foundation. 
How much it would? How much of a difference would that that between twenty and thirty thousand dollars that you've overpaid in the last four years have made to the MQFF as far as the delivery of a festival? Oh, massive! I mean, we basically made and budgeted for a loss of about twenty thousand dollars this year because, for the first time ever, we employed a full time general manager, mm-hmm. which was a huge commitment and a huge risk for us. Um, it didn't quite pan out in terms of getting commercial sponsorship, so we did take a loss. Mm-hmm. So you know, right there, we would have not made that loss Mm. you know and it's you know you're talking uh film quality you're talking you know right across the board i mean that's the brand that's an Mm. awful lot of money for a not-for-profit organization festivals are not cheap to run you know when we make a profit we're talking two or three grand so you only need one little thing to go wrong someone to you know sort of a house of cars isn't it it is very much so i mean we you know we're responsible we have money in reserve if we if for whatever reason the 2013 festival couldn't take place we have enough in reserve to have a 2014 festival but in terms of financial profit and loss this year we made a loss it's kicked you in the guts a bit yeah it has you know let's be honest it, it really has so moving forward um you know, what's your process from here on out? Will you, uh, and you may or may not be able to reveal this on air, but it, it, does MQFF plan to extract those funds back or I to, to lodge to any sort of um, process of a legal nature or is the horse There's no funds to be had. I mean, yeah. I would I would hope that the uh, also staff would be paid before anything. I'm not sure what's happening now. I can't make accusations in that area. But I, I'm absolutely sure, certain there is no money to be had for us. You know, that money's now gone. We'll have to take that into account in our next couple of festivals in terms of budgeting. The good news is that we now have a, you know, we have more space in our office and it's $6,000 cheaper. So, you know, $6,000, that's around about six features, Mm. six feature films, maybe sort of four features depending on Mm -hmm. how expensive they are. Um, And, you know, sort of chatting when I can talk to someone from also, the difficult thing is that there's there's lots and lots of denials and lots of, you know, the current organisation or the outgoing organisation, didn't necessarily set that system up. But I find it incredible that the people that have been there over the past three to four years didn't pick that up. Mm. And I wonder it, what the level of collusion has been. You know, you know, has, no has it you know, rotted from the top? Or it's certainly, you know, any, any dealings that I've had with them in the past, it's, it's always struck me as a bit peculiar that the left hand doesn't always know what the right hand's doing. And, and the bigger issue is that they've been governed by a board, also mm. has a board and that governs them. what's the board's role in this? Well, there's a, a complete, obviously, lack of rigour in, in any sort there's of... There's no governance. Um, governance, exactly. Yeah, so. uh, look, one of, the, one of the problems that did strike us uh, was that Daniel Perkins, the outgoing president... And the public officer recently made a comment to uh, a, a public statement, a media statement to Travis DeJong, saying that uh, Queer Film was aware of the fact that we were subsidising other community groups using Level 8. And, and that is absolutely categorically not true. So, Because why would you choose to do that if you tr- you know, want to keep your own bottom line We'd love healthy? to. Mm. We just can't yeah. afford it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, well, that's you know, the, reality, the financial we reality that, of it. We would yeah. so love to do that, but we can't do that responsibly anyway. And, and so. Daniel has stated that uh, no one was ever kept in the dark about charges. And that uh, uh, it was openly negotiated for those groups who could afford it to contribute to the rent of the space and the associated bills and that groups who could afford to contribute, such as MQFF, in essence helped subsidise the space so that we could offer it to community groups. Mm, for free. That now, is categorically incorrect. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I have documents which say, in memorandums of understanding, also, the Also Foundation will be subsidising queer films rent. The complete opposite. 
to what Daniel and has said. I don't know why he said that. I, 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 I suspect there's a fair amount of um, face-saving going on at the moment. But and I think this spells the death knell for, I think for it also, does. you know, it, it was teetering on the brink for some time. Well, we've, been think, re- we've been following the also issue and its demise and calling for some sort of mm. forensic rigour in its accounting practices probably for over 12 months now, haven't we? Yeah, so it, indeed, it's so. really interesting that this has come to light and it's, it's, a, it's a dreadful shame for MQFF. But Well, you know, it, it is for us, but in the biggest scheme of things I feel absolutely sick in my stomach for the people who have contributed to the organization over the years and certainly early on when it was first created and the reasons it was created uh you know a lot of people left money in their wills and that sort of thing and that is now and that's i'm, I'm completely gone, gone. I'm, I'm and the legacy of those to, um, donations is gone mm. yeah i mean look the there's over various uh, organizational management also has been a fantastic organization for a variety of people and variety of community groups but unfortunately in recent times it certainly has you know, completely lost its way. There is no money left, and mm. I think which is scary because I, I convened the lobby back into the Gay and Lesbian Rights Lobby back in two thousand and five, and there was, you know, a, a considerable amount of money that also had at that point. And you know, we worked in concert with them on on a number of projects, and also were always quite willing to support the lobby financially when it was needed. So to um to see that that's now just mm. and you know there was there's two different funds you know so i think we probably need to to look a little more into some of these financial practices and and see if we can't um continue to open up the can of worms and see who really has been affected and as you say serena the legacy of those people that had mm. supported the organization and donated to the organization is is all but gone it's a lesson in governance i think as it well it is mm, look, absolutely for you know and for queer film too to be you know we we certainly wouldn't be uh, that slack about you know following up on on that sort of thing in the future you know i guess it's kicked us in the guts a little bit in terms of trust but probably in a good way i think I was it's a, say, it's is, a, that, is yeah. that the thing that it's comes out of it for you for yeah you, definitely got, um, absolutely mm-hmm. i mean you know they, these things are fairly common in you know res- resource poor organizations but mm. uh, there is a know, lot of robbing to peter to pay paul but this is actually this is just far bigger peter than that it's just robbing Pete. it's just yeah. they're just on the rob look yeah. lisa daniel thank you so much for coming in so late tonight we really, no, really enjoyed your time. chatting to you and we wish you all the best for future festivals come back and see us again we'll we'll Alrighty. do it thanks. thanks love cheers that was the lovely lisa daniel the director of mqff the mm, Melbourne and I th- queer I th- film I th- fest i think we might keep following that up because there's there's some rumor and some innuendo that probably needs to be follow up around the rest of what's happening with the with the also foundation. Having a bit of a choke there. Love. I was just choking on my own ear. Oh, you know when gosh. They, instead of, I wasn't sure if I was going to cough, sneeze, or wet myself. Look, we need to get through a to the yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on with the rest of the news. Um, and <laughs> there's a member of parliament in Sydney's west who's indicated he will vote against marriage equality. Fair enough. But even so, he recognises and blasts the homophobic rants when he sees them. Mm. So it's the outer Sydney suburb of Chifley, home to suburbs like Blacktown, Mount Druitt, Rooty Hill and more. I um, love the name Rooty, Rooty Hill. Hill's it always fabulous. makes me think of um, Roy and HG because everything was done at the Rooty Hill RSL. Love those guys. Mm. Anyway, um, these suburbs have been assaulted with a leaflet, which is um, basically it, – it's – Claiming quite clearly that same-sex marriage is bad for children. Mm. Okay, so um, the the flyer reads: Our local politician Ed Husick is being pressured by the gay lobby to vote for gay marriage. We need to tell him the local community says no. Kids should have a male and a female role model. Model schools and childcare soon will have gay-friendly storybooks. Religions will be pushed into offering same-sex marriages. Oh, gee. Nothing like drawing a long bow on some of these ideas, is there? Oh, yeah, but, you know, every library should stock gay-friendly stuff. I mean, this is well, just, this is progress, yes. you know. So, look, he's um, he says that he's not opposed to um, 
same-sex marriage, but he's not going to support it because he'll represent his his, his, his constituents. Yes, and he believes that the the um the community isn't ready to accept the concept. It's not a concept, mate. It's no, um, look, we are not not fans of him. Now, um, moving to another organisation of a Christian nature, we wanted to talk about Gloria Jeans. The brand continues to deal with the fallout from its donations to equality fighting groups, meaning those that um, hate groups, I'll call them. Mm. Um, and its marketing whiz chief executive has been shuffled out and a dramatic restructure of the business has been planned. Hmm. Nothing would make Nothing would make me more joyful than to see Gloria Jeans go down... The gurgler. Yes. So, um, there's a letter let that's gone out to the franchisees. Yes. And um, the executive chairman, who's also a Hillsong Church elder, yes, his name is Gareth slay. Pike, has been let go as part of the chain's leadership team. Mm. And uh, the, their statement says that he's decided to move on to pursue other. I was going to say mm. homophobic opportunities, but that was just a little dialogue <laughs> in my head. Um, look, you know, he's. Uh, you know he's he's done maybe, very well. Maybe I should apply for the job as the uh, uh, chief executive of the marketing of whiz. Go and get your marketing on and yep. um, your marketing hat. And yes. look, you know the fallout from the thirty thousand dollar donation to the marriage equality blocking mm. campaign by the Australian Christian Lobby has really. I mean, this is this is a real. It's really sunk him, I think. So look, and it, it continues to damage their brand. Look, their brand is te- is mm. just it's struggling. I mean, I have everybody I know. I've asked them to boycott. Uh, Gloria I, Jeans. I see people that I know drinking Gloria Jeans, and I spit at them. I march up oh, to them and yeah. say, "Do you know what you're drinking? You're exactly. drinking homophobia." Look, I want to talk about Immigration Minister Chris Bowen because I'm quite surprised he represents the electorate of McMahon again in a similar region, northwest Sydney. Um, which you know, quite frankly, it's it's the it's the home of the God Squad. There mm-hmm. are a lot of evangelical and fundamentalist Christian organisations in his electorate, and he has revealed that he won't be supporting marriage equality when it comes to a vote in the House of Reps later this year. And he says, "I have decided not to support the bill to legalise same-sex marriage." There are two reasons for the reasons for the decision. Firstly, the party went to the last election with a clear policy on the legal definition of marriage, which they which then has changed. Since been changed. Mm-hmm. And you know, Julia can change mine on everything else. I'm sure she can change mine on this one. Um, and um, he also states that many in his community have explained to me the great importance they place on the traditional definition of marriage. Um, I had a little bit of a, a look on the interwebs mm-hmm. um, to try and do some comparisons on divorce rates for various areas of Sydney. And it's interesting that the divorce rate in this electorate is one, of, is one of the highest across the inner regions of, of Sydney and New South Wales. So the traditional concept of marriage and its, its preciousness of yes. its sanctity mm. is perhaps not reflected in those divorce mm. figures. Yeah. And, you know, I always, I always struggle when people say that because, you know, the community explains the great importance they place on the traditional definition of marriage. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. blah. I mean, that's, that's simply their opinion. Mm. I just wish they would expand their minds to think about the importance of that for us. Mm. And, and that's all we're asking them to do. We're not asking them to marry us. No, we're not asking them to, to bring flowers to the church. Um, you know, and as you say, this is just opinion, and opinions are like a, a bumhole. Everybody's got one. Mm, I thought you were going to say mm. something a bit more crude then. Um, speaking of crude, let's yes. go to Queensland. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you like that? Look at the, the segues. They're unbelievable. Oh, we're on fire city. tonight. There's a new lobby group, and we've been following this mob for a little mm. bit now. They're called Queenslanders for Equality. And uh, spearheaded by outspoken Queensland psychologist and, and gay and lesbian mm, activist Paul Martin, who we've chatted to mm, before, yes. he's la- launched a new campaign over the weekend to begin lobbying against the state government's validation 
of homophobic attitudes. So we know that Campbell Newman's come in and since March he's cutting funding to gay health. Well, he's just cutting the guts out of anything that's gay. Anything that's got, you know, the whiff of lavender about it, but, he's well, eliminating it. He's also not supporting the NDIS, which is his... Um, and, and Queensland currently has the lowest amount of funds to anybody who's disabled. So, mm. you know, let's just take the marginalised and the oppressed and let's, let's marginalise and oppress them a bit more. Anyone who's a bit different. Mm. So, look, um, you know, Martin has um, – he's presented a, uh, a, a petition mm-hmm. to the opposition leader and um, Anastasia Palace. Shook. Palashuk, yes. Palashuk, oh mm, gosh. Nicely done. Late at night, I didn't think I'd get there. She's so, the opposition leader. Yeah, yeah. so for um, Labor. Yes. So 5,000 signatures protesting the proposed changes to the Surrogacy Act and she's promised to table it in Parliament. Mm-hmm. So look, we'd like people to log on and get on, get behind the Queenslanders for equality. Yes. I'm pretty sure they've got a Facebook page. They do have. And um, we'd like them just to log on and pledge their support, sign the petition, let's ke- continue mm-hmm. to make some noise. Yes. And let's talk Tweet about it. Use you can your, tweet use your us. Favorite search engine, perhaps. Also, too. you can tweet at Salt N Pepper Joy, Salt and uh, you know we will certainly forward those tweets on. We will retweet them. So if you've got something you want to say in in support of this mob, then then we will happily help you promote sure. that. Now, this, this, we did cover this story last week, and you okay. and I have talked about this story for some time. The gay panic defense. Uh, the stuff. gay panic defense. Um, we did speak to to. Um, the priest in the St. Mary's in Maryborough okay. um, last week about Father Paul Kelly, because um, this happened in his, his church grounds. Mm-hmm. The former partner of Richard Meerdink, who was, along with Andrew Pierce, um, bashed to death this fellow, who it turns out was not gay and turns out did not make any advance, even though they did use this uh, gay panic defence. She is now, Karen Horgan, who is the former partner, has joined the growing campaign to have Queensland's gay panic law abolished. So mm. she's in a relationship with this chap. He literally beat somebody to death. Um, and she has she has come out in support. And I think this um, is sending a very strong message. There's, there's over 200,000 signatures now that um, have signed uh, Father Paul Kelly's petition calling on the Queensland government to, to essentially get rid of the gay panic defence. Um, it was mooted by the former Labor government under Anna Bly, but... Um, Along with everything else in Queensland, uh, Campbell Newman and Jared Blahey have just said, no, nah, we're going to do our own thing. Mm, it's it's not great. Look, I mean, you know, there's there's some good news coming out this week, but but largely it's it's um, you know, probably the only good national news items that we're, that we're reporting this week is is around this wonderful group in Queensland mm. for equality and, and the, the change of at the, um, Gloria <laughs> Jean, which is really nice. Look, I think we're probably ready for a song before yes. we hit some noni. What do yeah, you reckon? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. It's the perfect mix of music, news and interviews. Joy 94.9. We are indeed and we have the lovely dulcet tones and in-person Noni Hazelhurst with us tonight. How are you, darling? wearing the same jacket you were wearing last week because you might have come There were some concerns around that jacket. Did Um, you? Probably a good call. Um, How are you? I'm very well. You'll probably pick it up at the Salvo. (laughs) (laughs) She'll be down at Savers. Oh, we're boycotting the Salvo, remember? Yes, no. Yeah, we're right off there. They look after uh, diabetes and and citizen kids, funnily enough. Oh, there you go, love. There you go. Now, we're midway through a season of religion. We're... Midway through winter, which mm. we talked about only recently, yes. and our associated feelings for it, yes. seems only logical in winter we should be talking about the religion that is football. Yes, because we also had a discussion with you a few weeks ago about religion. So combine religion and winter together, and, and here we have, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the AFL broadcast with Noni Hayes. Oh my goodness! 
Yes. That's a first for you, isn't it? Football. Well, no, when I, I did a bit of um, sitting in for Stubbsy, I had to talk to McAvaney. Oh, yes, da, Bruce. Da, 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 and pretend that I knew what I was talking about then, which I didn't. Mm. Um, but that's why you have producers on radio, so that they can give you the information. Well, that's right. Stuff to read, yes, yeah. I was yeah. able to you know, salt and pepper it with certain revelations that someone had written in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and of course, Geelong's without Badoodle this week. How do you feel about football? I couldn't care less. Are you a sporting... No, no. You don't care for sport? at all? Oh, I quite like watching, you know, some things. Paint dry. Because the, Olympi- the Olympics start in just a couple of weeks and, and you know, we're almost I'm in so the thick of Wimbledon as, as we speak. So Yeah, yeah, no, I like watching certain players um, and participants. I, I yelled for Cadell and did all that. Oh, I didn't yell for him at all. Well, there you mm. go. I don't um, think cycling's a sport, nor is he a hero. There, I said it. I don't think he's a hero, not by any it's stretch of the imagination. Sport, cycling is a, a very demanding sport. Yeah. I don't doubt that it's demanding. I just don't consider it a sport. What do you consider what, a ribbon sport? Ribbon dancing is? A pain in the ass is cycling. Um, what do I consider sport? Basketball, um, swimming, rowing. Well, if cycling's football. a sport, if, if cycling's not a sport, one would say that swimming shouldn't be a sport either. And ribbon oh, dancing shouldn't you be know, a sport. Um, no. Ribbon dancing, oh <laughs> my synchron- God. Synchronised swimming should not be a sport. Oh, no. that's just someone who knows how to hold their breath. I can do that. And Jump in the local pool. There's some other bits and pieces that I think are, are part of the Olympics. I would like to see darts brought into the Olympics. I think Only if it involves beer. And smoking. And it's in a pub. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. With Roy and HG comparing it. Mm. Um, yeah, look, I'd be all over that. Like what was Baby John Burgess trying to get into as an Olympic thing? Um, Something with an old age flavour. No, 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 no. It was some weird <laughs> sport that he was trying to promote as an Olympic. Pocket boodle. Uh, pocket Fiddling. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's pocket trying to demonstrate, bowls. folks. No. Billions. Oh, pocket snooker. billions. Yeah. Pocket know. snooker. Yeah, you see, when you do those gestures, our listeners at home don't actually know. No, they just think that thing. you're doing something saucy in the studio. <laughs> he wasn't. Which I generally try not to do in front of, in the presence of ladies. Yeah. Yes. No, I like soccer, but I'm not a fan of AFL. I, I went to a match about a year and a half ago, and I hadn't been for about 30 years to the football. I went to a grand Who final. Did you see? I can't even remember. It was probably Collingwood. That's why I didn't. No, like no, it. no, 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 no. No, what I could not, what I could not believe was the number of little yellow people running on the field and, and the maggots, as we call them. Yeah, and, and how <laughs> the game has changed so much. Um, I don't know. I just don't. It's a bunch of guys be- kicking a bag of wind it, around. It's the become paddock. a little bit polite for me. When I was a kid, I used to go to the derby games with my best friend Natalie. Now her family barracked for South Fremantle, and we barracked for East Fremantle. And Nat and I would sit at the front and her mum and her granny would sit at the back. Granny was absolutely rabid about South Fremantle. Every time East Fremantle kicked a goal, she'd smack me on the head with her brolly. <laughs> and then one time we won the derby, she made me walk home. Oh, she wouldn't let me come home I in the car. I did you deserve that because knowing <laughs> you, I think you would have I was a rat bag. I was. Mm. Smug mode, obviously. See, footy for me, it, it, it is a religion. I was born into a family that barracked for a particular team, and, and so for almost 44 years I've followed that team. I'm a member of that team. They continually break my heart. Hmm. Um, Do you want to name that team, Yeah, oh, it's North Melbourne. Hmm. Um, I'm a very proud member of the North Melbourne Football Club. Uh, at times I wonder why, but um, it, it is... There's something about going to the football. It's a bonding time. One of my brothers and I, we don't get along. You know, we don't see a lot of one another. But we, during winter, we go to the football. We talk rubbish. We drink beer. Um, and it's it's sort of a there's some sort of bizarre bonding thing goes on because I'm yeah. Mad it's a family tradition. I can understand. Mm. It. My, my parents were English, so they had no aff- affiliation mm. with any sporting people here. So that was probably why. And I'm just mad for sporting. I can watch any sport it, mm. as long as it's not boxing. 
or any sort of fighting because mm. I don't think that's sport. That's something that's done in a back alley outside the pub after 30 pints. With a game of two up. Yeah. Um, and I don't... I can't watch anything where a car, motorcycle or some other sort of no, vehicle is going around a track. That Look, I, I accept that people like particular sports. Mm. I'm just... I'm a bit choosy. I played a lot of sport as a kid. Mm, same. And, um, you know, it was really committed to, to my sport. Um, I was the announcer at the school sports. <laughs> were you? I played state sports, so I played state basketball wow. and, um, you know, it's really... You know that whole getting my sporty dark on, yeah. No, I wasn't. I wasn't butchered all, but I was quite passionate. Um, look, I've developed a bit of an obsession with football since I moved to Victoria, mm. and I'm I'm going through some issues with the club that I support, yes. and I've been considering Which would be? St Kilda. Yes, and I've been considering changing. <gasps> Which is, it, it's it, to me that's like saying. I'm sick of being a Catholic. I might become a Muslim. The thing is, though, is that, well, you know, this is really interesting that you say that, Pete, because you are on the record supporting me if I wanted to support your team and go away from St. Kilda. Well, if you want to support my team, of course, it's an entirely different Kilda. Okay, so we just want to name the hypocrisy here. Um, Look, I, I don't understand that if you're, you know, born into it, I get it, you know, but for me, I didn't support any team when I came to Victoria. I chose St Kilda because it was the first place I ever visited in Victoria that I fell in love with, Mm -hmm. Um, but I just, I don't know that they're the team for me long term. I don't know that I can commit to them, and I'm not sure why people think that's such a bad thing, and the Twitter sphere will go nuts now, but I don't care. Do send us your thoughts, (laughs) salt and pepper joy. Is Serena a sellout? Is Serena a sellout by wanting to change teams? Now, you're talking about wanting to change Sydney. That would be a geographical decision as well as... yes. Is, is there I think a, they're a great team. Than no, no, I'm really, I'm really <laughs> impressed with the way they conduct themselves, and and I really like the style of footy that they play. I mm-hmm. like the way that they promote themselves in the press, and 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 the way that they interact with their fans. I think all of that stuff's gold. Um, I think St Kilda is still a really good team. I just don't know that I've chosen well, and I'm I'm probably going to stick with them, you know, mm. because people are so horrible to me when I express <laughs> wanting to make a change based on my own opinion, God forbid. Um, and that for me is that, that religion of football in Victoria. I guess I'm, I'm kind of not there yet mm. with that. I I'd think like I, the Gold just, Coast Suns to come on a bit. Would you? Yes, I think okay. See, I, don't think that, I think we should have had a team in Tasmania in the Territory before we had a second team in Queensland and a second team in New South Wales. That's oh, but we can have opinion. loads in Victoria. Yeah, because it's a Victorian game. Mm. You know, the game was created here. Um, all of those teams that, that have been here for 100 years. Um, I don't believe should be kicked out of the competition. I just think they're that not kicking them out, though, are they? No, no, no. Add extras. But I, but I think we should be looking at Tasmania has been a fertile recruiting ground for for some of the best Here footballers. You know, Nick Revolt is a is a Tasmanian. Um, there's there's a great many Tasmanians that have contributed to the game, and then of course there is um, the territory, which have provided us with our indigenous players, well, prolific of, talent out of absolutely. there. Absolutely. So why wouldn't you put a team in those places before you put a second one that a whole bunch of the AFL's money is going to mm. draft picks, the, the whole yeah, deal? I guess that's a fair call. In, in for a second team in in both New South Wales in Sydney, which is rugby league heartland, likewise Brisbane. So I find that a bit extraordinary. But I'll get off my soapbox now. Right. Um, I'll stick with the soccer mm. and the cricket. And are we excited about the Olympic Games? Oh, I am. No. I'm, I actually want to take time off to watch it. What? 
Yeah, I love the Olympics. But it's I, I just, stupid o'clock in the morning. I don't, I don't mind. Care. I don't mind. I, I have been known to set an alarm to get up and watch a, you know, a running yeah. race at three o'clock in the morning. Or I'm not so much taken with the athletes, oh. the athletics. It's not oh, really yes. doesn't really tickle my fancy. You like the ribbon dancing, don't you? Oh, of course. The <laughs> and the and the ball and the club. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what in the I'll name of all that is holy is that about? <laughs> a few <laughs> highlights. Rhythmic gymnastics. Oh my god. Kill me now. No, I like um, the thing about football that I that I don't like as much anymore is that I quite like it if there's a bit of a fight. Oh, a bit of biffo, yeah. I like a bit of biffo. Oh, I don't promote violence in any way, shape, or form. Except on the sporting field. <laughs> Except on the sporting field. Uh, people are fighting the for their lions right to, to win. The Romans. <laughs> it's when I they take the umpy out. That's when it's a really good. Bit well, you, you mentioned umpies. We've seen it. I think there's as many umpires on the field the now <laughs> as as there are. Well, that's what they call them: yellow maggots, green maggots, red maggots. Mm. Depends on what what outfit they're wearing on the day. I'm normally a gentleman around ladies, unless you see me at the football. And always I, around me. <laughs> I just go feral. I'm I'm horrible I at the football. Um, I generally walk away from the game without a voice. Yes. And I've screamed all manner of obscenity and profanity at people the, who are just the doing their job. Yes. Sadly, they do it poorly and with a great lack of consistency. Well, interestingly, Pete and I have an embargo on any text messages or any phone calls or emails Before, that are inflammatory. Or after a game. <laughs> well, no, no. And also when our teams are against each other. Oh, mm. right. So, okay. um, you know... <laughs> I've sent one before, and I, know, I just think it said something like, cue happy dance, because our team won. And, there was a um, two-word response, and the second <laughs> word may have been off. off. Yeah, and I was just laugh, 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 oh, laugh, laugh, laugh. But yeah, look, I think it's interesting. Football is, um, I don't know, maybe I'm just a, a, the Diet Coke of supporters, because <laughs> clearly I have no commitment. I've been called the St Kilda schoolgirl because of you know the way that I just throw things around in terms of my commitment and passion for the game. I'm impressed. And that could open up an entirely other kettle of fish that I think we might might leave for a future show, Serena. Your your job assistant killed a schoolgirl. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Do send us a tweet. Salt N Pepper Joy. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Tell us who your team is and and have you, in fact, switched teams? We're we're very keen to know. Noni, thank you as always. Thanks, Nones. Thank you. Thank you for coming in to talk about things that are important in the world. Safe journey. Game changer. Bye bye. Australia's most amazing gay and lesbian radio station. Joy 94.9. The international news, Mr. Dillon. It is, but before then, we just need to, to. Uh, reiterate that um, the the Noni segment we just played Noni is again travelling so um, that is a replay and we thought it appropriate given the Olympics is on it is it's our little homage to sport yes, and um, Noni's shooting a new show up in Sydney shooting a new shooting show shooting a new show I know I thought I was going to stumble on that because it's quite late it's pushing well, we're getting up to 10 I to 12 I actually thought you did stumble on it no, I, I thought she I was defecating let, a new program no no don't let the censors <laughs> think that I did go back replay the audio it's all good it's all good okay. um, let's start with uh, a story out of New Zealand. Um, New Zealand have announced uh, this week, uh, and with support from the Conservative leader. Fantastic. Hello, Julia. Are you listening? Little Fanta Pants. Mm. Um, <laughs> that um, they will be introducing legislation to formally uh, recognise the legal status of marriage equality. Yeah, it's Which great is, news out of New Zealand. It's terrific news Fantastic. out of New Zealand. And so close to us yes. geographically, oh, just across the ditch. A, a There's really no good reason for the, exactly. the government to continue sw- to deny. across the Dutch. Mm. Um, 
Uh, the Family First organisation, which oh, exists we love in them. New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, we love them yeah, in a big yeah, way. Yeah, uh, They have uh, set up a website called Protect Marriage. Well, it, cra- it crashed in a matter of hours, actually, um, <laughs> uh, as a result of large-scale denial of service attack. Um, but essentially, this website has been shut down because it essentially um, misses a few bits and pieces that it should have. But it was like launched. Logic. Yeah. <laughs> it was launched to oppose MP Louisa Wall's same sex marriage bill drawn recently from the ballot. Um, they said that, uh, it was, Family First are claiming that, um, it is the largest unprecedented attack on a website in New Zealand's history, which is, um, which is wrong because it's actually happened, uh, before via the Chinese. Anywho, um, end of the story is that the, uh, the website in New Zealand has now been shut down because it could not sustain the amount of negative traffic it was receiving and they're calling it hacking and all sorts of things, but essentially. It's probably just feedback. Yeah. Really saying yeah. this is, this Comments. is not right <laughs> and, uh, you know, the commentary reflects that. Um, Tanzanian advocate mm. found dead in home. This is a breaking news item. Um, yeah, Maurice Majomba. From, uh, coming out, out of Kenya and, um, from, reported from Kenya. Uh, he's been found dead in his home in uh, Dar es Salaam. So he was the uh, coordinator um, of an HIV and injecting drug use training program. You know, look, he's been dead for days because yeah. a neighbour reported an unpleasant odour. And there is some conjecture here that given his uh, gay and lesbian advocacy and, and the training mm. and education that he offered to people that this is... This is not an accident. He was actually strangled in his home. The, mm. the update to this story, um, Stay Awake Network Activities, which is a Tanzanian LGBT um, advocacy organisation, says that um, he was strangled by an unknown person and the date of his death is not being confirmed. So he was a hard-working, honest and diligent worker and it's very, very sad um, that, that this is the state of the world still in, in some of those African countries. It's very sad. So look, the Democratic Party uh, platform in... Um United States. United States. Mm. Sorry, I had a brain freeze there. Um, their, uh, their platform drafting committee approved just Sunday gone yep. um, some language changes which would endorse same-sex marriage in in addition to other pro-gay, lesbian, bisexual and transgender positions as part of their platform. Yep. So um, the retiring gay uh, representative Barney Frank, who sits on the committee, told Washington Blade on Monday that the 15-member panel has unanimously backed the inclusion of a marriage equality plank, as they refer yes. to it. Isn't that interesting? The, Dem- the Democrats have started planking. They've started planking <laughs> in, a marriage, in, in a marriage equality in way. Sort of flavour, yes. Um, look, it's really wonderful. The, the mm. upshot of this is that this group of people are unanimously backing changes mm. to platform that produce changes to the Marriage Act and so the support for same-sex marriage. Wonderful of, news out of part America. Part of the... Um, now, as they go to the election later this year, as the Democrats go to the election, this is now essentially party policy in the United States, which is fantastic. Also fantastic is news coming out of Vietnam. They're going to be the first Asian nation to push push for redefinition of marriage and uh, considering drafting a law that would legalise same-sex marriage, um, which is is terrific news because there's no other Asian nation that's that's made any sort of consideration. A number of Asian nations still have legislation against um, homosexuality. And some criminal code stuff around homosexuality yeah, absolutely. as well. Places like Singapore still and Malaysia. Malaysia obviously with a, a high Muslim population. Um, this is coming out of the Justice Ministry, which I find is, really yeah, interesting. Yeah. And they're tackling it as a human rights issue, mm. which is... You know, this is a, p- a particular position of mine that it's less about marriage and more about the human uh, rights and equality mm. component. And um, 
you know, they're, they're acknowledging that, you know, homosexuals are, they're, they're numerous mm. in, they're in saying Vietnam. Hundreds of thousands. They understand Indeed. that there are hundreds of thousands of homosexuals in Vietnam. And so, you know, they live together without registering marriage. They may own property. And they're saying that, that they have to handle these issues illegally. So this is, this is some really, really great news coming out of Oh, we congratulate of Vietnam. Vietnam. I'll be traveling there in the next 12 months. Yes. Um, also, and I think there's another story here, um, Scotland. Yes. Um, has also announced that they will be the first uh, part of the United Kingdom to introduce gay marriage after the SNP government announced plans to make the change uh, just in this last week. Um, they've confirmed they'll bring forward a bill on the issue indicating that earliest ceremonies could could take place by as little as the start of, of 2015. Oh, look, well done. Oh. Those Scots are, <laughs> you know, they're fantastic. Um, Less fantastic is uh, some response to the first ever gay kiss at an Olympic ceremony. Yeah. I'm loving this, right? So Danny Boyle, Oscar-winning British director, mm. I'm a bit of a fan, he, he devised the opening ceremony, which was just uh, this Saturday morning past, and it featured the first ever televised lesbian kiss which originally aired in 1993 so this was beamed all around the world so places like Saudi Arabia one mm. of the most homophobic countries, countries in, in the, the world, world have got their fury up about this okay oh, yeah. so um, kind of got their hijabs in a knot well indeed mm. so you know what I love about it is that the Olympic ceremony didn't shy away from any of the other social issues they covered them all national health care the trade union struggle Battle for Women's Rights, and it showed a clip of the British film Billy Elliot showing a young gay teen dressing up in girls' clothes. I loved mm. that. So, look, he got he got a bit of a pounding, that, um, Danny Boyle. Um, <laughs> and the two men in the studio, for those of you at home, have just exchanged some very quirky, dirty looks. Okay, just it's a little quite glance. late. Honestly, um, homos, keep it clean. We're nearly there. Just to, to talk about um, the opening ceremony and, and the political ramifications, uh, Danny Boyle was given a very large purse of money, $40 million to to direct that extravaganza. Um, I didn't enjoy it at all. Um, yes, your 5,000 tweets reflected that. Yes, it may have. <laughs> <laughs> I did warn people that I would be tweeting. Um, the uh, The extravaganza uh, was spent a lot of Tory money. It's currently a Tory government. Um, and a lot of what was represented, and this is some of the fallout as, as a result of this, um, was basically to say, all right, Tories, we've got all your money and now we're going to talk about all the things that, that you've that you're hated. Gagging, that you're gagging. Mm, mm. So um, Look, the NHS he, being one of them. He's defended <clears throat> it and said the sensibility of the show is very personal and that not everybody will love it, but people will recognise it as being honest and truthful. And he feels very strongly and he said there's no bullshit in it. This is a quote, direct quote, and there is no point making mm. either. Look, well done to him. Well done to him indeed. There were um, reports of um, US Channel NBC cutting the kiss. Um, now... They didn't cut the kiss, but they did cut the tribute to the victims of 2005 London bombings. Really odd. It's very strange, and yet we're, you know, we would be expected to show all of the stuff around 9-11. Mm. It's kind of strange, yeah, isn't it? While Oxford, we're in the UK, yeah, this is another good story out of the UK. They've rewritten the laws governing its strict academic dress code following some accusations that they were demonstrating a lack of fairness to their trans students. So mm. under the new regulations, students are now taking exams and attending formal occasions. They'll no longer have to wear ceremonial clothing specific to their gender. So this Correct. is wonderful. So I mean men can... You know, a trans, a trans guy can... You know, basically it allows you to dress as who you are. Before we wrap up and go to the Donald, yes. though, we had a quick email from um, the Truth Wins Out, John Becker. Yes, correct. Um, he has a friend. He's broke some new, broken some news in the U.S. about a 26-year-old woman working for the Salvation Army. She's been sacked for being bisexual. 
And so it continues. And so it continues. We're going to keep following the salvos and continue to to hold them to account, and we'll probably get her to chat to us mm. in the very near future to see how that plays through. And we're also working on a, a bit of a discussion with uh, the God Hate the Fags people. We with are the Westboro, indeed. With the Westboro we've had, Baptist Church. We've had an agreement from the Westboro Church to enter into a, an interview with us. It won't be live. It will be pre-recorded because of the time difference. We'll They're also in probably a, require an edit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we'll play it straight. straight I think we'll play it with yeah. straight back the way we do with the Sallies. You know, yeah, true. turn the mic on, turn the record on, record it done. So we're waiting on confirmation of that. We're bringing that to you very soon. So let's, let's hit the Donald. Hit the Donald. Great shows, great topics, great radio. Joy 94.9. Time for the Donald Pete, our yes. weekly award to our Tool of the Week. Who are the nominations? Like, well, I almost felt like standing up to that fanfare because that was from Will and Cat's Wedding and I did watch some of the equestrian where their cousin Zara was competing. I do like the horses, Pete. I yes, like to watch them. but it's not sport. Them. It's a bit of gadding about on it. Oh, I think it is sport. I don't think cycling's a sport. Yeah, no, we've And I talked about that a few weeks ago and I got a few tweets, a few cranky tweets about that, yes. I've got to say. I stand um, by it. It's up there with netball. Right. Now, uh, the nominees for tonight's Donald, Federal Immigration Minister Chris Bowen, who has said that um, he doesn't support and won't be supporting um, equal marriage at the vote in the House of Reps. Ed Husick, who is the politician from the uh, outer seat of Chifley, who is also, whilst defending us, doesn't support and won't support. Another local one, the Also Foundation, I think... um, Wow, all national nominees this week. Yeah, nobody international, so it's not going to cost me a fortune in postage to send the award. No, no, the trophy's, um, I'm glad to announce that the trophy's going to be local. If we can track down the Also Foundation, (laughs) if we can track them down, we will offer them. We we will offer them this week's Donald Award because they have been fiscally irresponsible. We feel a tremendous amount of compassion for the legacy that's been destroyed as a consequence of that. So I'm afraid the the, the Also Foundation does get our Donald Award this week. Great show, Serena Ryan. Great show, Pete. Dylan, let's jump in the car and get home. Thanks for listening. Everyone. And thanks, Greg. It's nice to have you make a, a nice little appearance back on the buttons. Oh, the button monkey's back. Good night. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.